Happy Wednesday, Late to Church podcast listeners. This is James, and this is the Long Lost episode. This was the original episode five that we recorded in summer, last summer of 2020. And uh, for whatever reason, it never made it uh, in its originally intended order. So we hope you enjoy. It's on the sacraments, um, which are these really cool encounters that we have with God uh, in, a, in the liturgical sense. So please enjoy. Uh, don't forget to like us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or drop us a line via email, late to church podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy. Peace. Churchy stuff. Hi, Nikki. Hi, James. How are you? I'm good. It's our fifth episode. Holy smokes. Which means that... A whole hand. A whole hand of episodes, uh, which means that we've been doing this for five weeks, first of all, which is super cool. That's fantastic. And it also... Consistent. We we are. are. We are. That's great. This might be the thing that I'm most (laughs) consistent at. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, So... Uh, and that's something I'm actually working on, is being more consistent. I think we can bring that into the conversation hey, today. Consistency is a good thing, right? It is it's a, very a good, good thing, thing in your relationship with God and in all of your relationships, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that's what Christine tells me all the time. Christine is my lovely girlfriend. She awesome tells me to be consistent. Sauce. Uh, she's great. Um, hello, Christine, if you're listening. <laughs> she just smiled real big listening to this. So I can see the smile, and it's wonderful. So this this is kind of like a, a little bit, I don't want to say like a, a plateau, but maybe there's like a little bit of a leap of faith at the end of this episode because we're, we actually kind of set a goal to do five episodes and then to start letting people listen to this. It's stuff. getting real. It's getting real. Yeah. Which means they're going to have to listen to all oh. my likes saying like and saying um in the first couple uh-huh. of episodes. I did that a lot. Like a lot. I like have, a lot. Um, very happily not listen to any of the episodes yet because that thing of hearing your voice yeah it's not a little, your it's voice a little but weird. my voice your own voice your own voice yes it sounds like ew wow do i sound like that and then the people around you go yeah why do you think that sounds weird i'm like oh but horrified. you have but you have this cool like new orleans twang oh, to, a, to your voice yes you do right. you do it's it's very endearing it's nice okay. it's nice so you should be you should Let's feel say good yeah you should feel good about um other okay. people hearing your voice, they're going to be excited. I cannot stop saying alike in the first episode. Because you're a valley girl boy? A valley boy? Maybe. I'm <laughs> Alicia Silverstone in like 1994, oh right? <laughs> like it's bad. Um, so uh, I have been working on that and trying to be more intentional and consistent with not saying like or um in general. And I speak in front of people often. That's huge. So yeah. I didn't realize it was such a problem, and I'm, I do think that I was a little bit nervous to be podcasting. Well, it is nerve-wracking. That's, that's kind of where this started, where the likes started. And we humbly come before you, because I still um, think, oh gosh, I just ummed. I still think, what in the world do, how in the world do I get to do this? Because I don't feel like I have a level of expertise or blah blah blue confident uh, uh credentials i just um 
Blobbity blue. You never heard of that? No. <laughs> that's my filler. That's my um filler. Is that, a, is that an accredited like way of establishing um, credentials? Like, did you yeah. go to a Blobbity blue school? Yeah, 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 of, yeah. That's a thing. Okay. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. I'm <laughs> validating myself right now. That's very cool. I just appreciate talking with a friend about faith stuff. So Same. I'm just treating it like that. Same. Same. Yeah. It's awesome. It's send your it's complaints been very, to nobody. It's been very much a blessing. <laughs> go tell your mama, right? If you got a complaint, exactly. go argue with your mama. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Um, uh, no, I, I, we do care. We do want to absolutely For make sure. sure that our audience uh, is getting um, is being fed by what we're doing here. We're certainly being fed by what yeah. we're doing here. So if this is, um, you know, if you've listened to all five episodes that we've done so far, and you feel like you're um, you're getting something out of it we or or you feel like there's something missing right whatever mm-hmm. whatever your experience is actually we want to hear about um your experience and maybe how you found the podcast and uh what you think of the podcast um so please drop us a line at late to church podcast at gmail.com drop us a line drop us a, a line is that a thing people still say people are dropping lines they are they're dropping <laughs> I lines i don't even know i don't know either um <laughs> late to church podcast at gmail.com or you can check us out on Instagram at, at Late to Church Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. DM us. DM us. <laughs> That's yeah. a thing. That is a thing. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> so uh, I don't... I. James, don't do the gram. I don't understand the gram. I do the gram, and I you feel like I have a pretty decent feel. Like I try to take good uh-huh. pictures. I, I do it for my youth group, so I, I tend to do you know, religious stuff and stuff that kind of matters to them. And sometimes pictures of the teens, things like that, things that they're doing. Um, but like all the accessories, all the stuff sort of, yeah, the bells and whistles, the bells and whistles. I don't understand. Yeah. You're not like doing boomerangs I and feel, stuff. And, uh, what? what is that? What right? is a boomerang? I don't know what that is. We'll talk later. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I feel old and sad. All right. Okay. Well, um, uh, considering it's our fifth and uh, and maybe that milestone episode that we were we were looking for uh, when we started out, um, we're gonna bring it back to the very first thing that we talked about in episode number one when I said like so often, uh, and that is encounter. Um, and we're going to talk about encounter in a little bit of a different way. So encounter part two, um, all of the things that we discussed about encounter, about really uh, putting yourself in the presence of God, and we've touched on encounter really in every episode, especially in the episode where we mm-hmm. talked about stillness. Um, all of those uh, those rules and those things that we said kind of still apply, right? Yeah. Um, but we're going to get a little bit more nerdy, math, mm. X's and O's, churchy, and we're going to talk about encounter in the context of the sacraments. The sacraments. I feel like we're getting closer to the center of the earth. It's going to get a little warm. It's hot. It's intense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of. Kind of yeah, where so, we're going. Yeah. So there might be some things that you, um, if you're if you're on that periphery, mm-hmm. right? I think uh, what was the term you used in the first episode? The Rich Mullins thing. Ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. If oh. you feel like you're a ragamuffin or you're identifying with the, ragamuffin. the ragamuffinness of our podcast, which is something that we're actively trying to do, um, just just hold on. Just hold on. We're going to talk about the sacraments, hopefully, in a way uh, that is a little bit different than. Uh, maybe you've heard about them before and yeah. I think we both have a pretty interesting perspective and we're pulling from some very personal experience yeah when we talk about the sacraments my hope would be that we could um, share our experiences and, and allow our shared experiences to um, oops I just did the um 
show you, the listener, how at, um, attainable, um, approachable, mm-hmm. and life-giving the sacraments are. Exactly. But not in a nerdy way, like in a really cool way. In a really cool way. So, yeah, um, yeah so we want to uh, we want to kind of blow the lid off of the sacraments as just something that, blow the lid. that we have to do because we're Catholic, or something that we're obligated to do. I think it is a... Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Throw I'm going to step out on this ledge. Oh my gosh, he's out of the boat, guys. I think it is a colossal <gasps> failure in the life of the church Okay. for us to let people go around believing mm-hmm. that they're obligated to interact mm. with God, that they're obligated to go to church, that they're obligated to go to reconciliation, that they're obligated yeah. to receive the Eucharist one time during Easter season. Those things are all true. And the church says those things because they want to encourage us to go encounter God in the sacraments. But guys, God doesn't want an, a relationship mm-hmm. with us where we just feel obligated and that's why we're there. Who wants that? Who has a friend? If you've ever had a friend where you feel obligated to be someone's friend, that is miserable. If yeah. you've ever been the person who like, like, like you realize that someone is only your friend because they feel like they should be, Oy, right? That's or they bad. feel like they're obligated to be your friend. That is miserable. That is the definition of as soon as I can get out of here, like the mentality of exactly. as soon as I can get out of here, I'm out of here. I'm a goner. Right? So many people leaving the church, especially young people, especially people maybe that have never had their questions answered before, right? Mm-hmm. And that's their mentality. Well, as, soon it's as, like- I'm, as soon as I'm, as soon as I can be done, I'm done. Yeah, because yeah. we both, yeah, you currently work in ministry, I'm working in ministry as well. And that's the thing, I feel like that word has a very shaming connotation, obligation. Mm-hmm. It feels dirty, it makes us feel heavy, uh, it it um, represents what we don't want to exactly. have, yeah. you know? Yeah. And for some reason, it's, it's, it's ever-present, and I don't know if that's more... Um, is it okay if I say with cultural Catholics? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think so. I feel like people who are not necessarily in love with Jesus love their faith, but do things out of obligation. Obligation, certainly. Uh, it is. It's a shaming relationship, mm-hmm. and that is not what God's calling us to. Not at all. Not at all. I I have a good analogy. I think we talked about it last week. Uh, it's like going to the dentist. Okay, there are people out there, and I'm sure if a million people ever listen to this, it'll get a million emails saying, "I I love the dentist, right?" I don't know. But the majority of us, the majority of us, do not. There are people out there that absolutely love the dentist. They the get all excited tissues. about yeah. their teeth being cleaned. Whatever, great, good for them. I'm not one of those people. I feel obligated to go to the dentist. I feel like <laughs> I have to go, or my teeth are going to fall out. Yeah. Right? That's an obligation. Mm. So. So if you apply that same, and and to anyone that's a dentist that's listening, thank you for what you do. And I'm not (laughs) saying anything bad about your chosen profession in the slightest, but you got to know that people are not, usually not real thrilled to be there, right? And, you know, if you're treating your relationship with God like the dentist, I'm only going because I don't want to go to hell. I'm only going because my mom is making me. I'm only going because my grandma grandma would be mad at me if I didn't go, right? That's not what God wants. God will use that because he wants he, he he will give you every opportunity to to walk through the door mm-hmm. into a relationship with him and he'll take every opportunity to walk through the same door with you right but 
it's like that it's like the cheap trick song like i, I he, he he wants you to want him he really <laughs> really does he he desires you and if you stop yeah. and think about that how beautiful that is that if you believe that mm. god is who he says he is meaning he's the most powerful force in the universe he's cre- the creator of the heavens and the earth right and and all of these things that we believe about god and he takes the time and takes the energy to desire you not just to not just to like be present to you but to desire you like he he desires you more than you have ever desired anything and more than anyone has ever desired you that's breathtaking it's breathtaking it's incredible so to view it as an obligation is horrifying it's a little bit horrifying right but and i don't we don't and say that. I don't that mean with, that is a shaming thing, yeah, right? I we just don't mean, say that with oh, any kind of shame. I want more for you. But I think when we exactly, I think when we stop and realize, hey, like God really loves me. There's a lot of love in that desire. That kind of changes the game. Okay, mm-hmm. then what? What is God offering? What mm. is God offering? And that gets us, I think, mm. into maybe our first um, first way of looking at the sacraments mm. a little bit differently. Okay. Um, the sacraments are the, the church calls them, uh, or or what the church calls sacraments are um, visible signs of an invisible reality, right? Of invisible spiritual realities. We've all heard that before, or hopefully you've heard that before, in an RE class or something like that. Um, there's seven sacraments. Um, I'm not going to try to list them because I think that I will. I might get nervous. <laughs> Um, no, uh, they're, they're, they're all there. <laughs> it's baptism, uh, Eucharist, reconciliation, confirmation, holy orders, anointing of the sick, and marriage. Those are the seven things that we do as Catholics um, in which we believe there is a, a right or, or a, um, a, a, uh, an ordinary way, right, of mm-hmm. the, uh, that the church uh, not only um, dispenses those sacraments or, or sort, of, sort of curates the that in those particular kinds of encounters with god right um but we believe that there are very specific graces that come from those encounters Mm -hmm. okay and that's kind of how we determine like those things are sacraments we could get into how all of the sacraments come out of scripture how jesus has his hand in all of them in scripture we don't really have time for that and that's not what we do here there's lots of podcasts that cover that we want to talk about today is the fact that how cool is it that god himself like the man upstairs comes to us in such approachable mm-hmm. and really kind of simple ways and by working with him by by being present to him in these simple ways we can know in our mm-hmm. heads where we have doubts we can know that we have encountered god yeah right we can know that we've encountered him so again coming back to this this like first question like like what does god have for you Mm -hmm. in these moments what does god have for you in these moments of encounter i think that a lot of us make the mistake and and we talked about this a little bit earlier we make the mistake of not having expectations of god Mm. we make the mistake of going into these encounters with with god with jesus with the holy spirit thinking i'm not going to get anything out of this with with some passivity yeah like not we're yeah. just we're kind of bumps on a log yeah right um and that says a few things i think you know it's easy to kind of take away well we should be more engaging we should mm-hmm. be more like excited about it should is a tough word it is should is a tough word so let's look at like let's let's kind of 
flip the perspective a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, Communion, I think, is probably the sacrament that most Catholics know the most about mm-hmm. uh, simply because of their experience, right? So they've gone to church, they go up and they take communion with whatever kind of uh, feeling or, mm-hmm. or their heart's in it, not in it, whatever, but they still go up and take communion, at least here in the States, and it's that's one of those typically what people do. things we can receive daily, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, as yeah. opposed to other sacraments, which are a little bit more um, set aside one time or things or... Mm-hmm. They're more rare. Yeah. 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 So, um, so we can, we can go do that daily. Right. And, and I think it becomes very easy then for us to kind of say like, well, here I am, I'm kind of doing my thing. I'm like fitting this pattern. I'm going through these motions, um, because I have to right? And, ah. and, and I, I want to talk about like, where does that idea of have to come from? Yeah. I think it comes from the fact that we forget that God's love and God's grace in the sacraments is, and God's desire for us in the yeah. sacraments is infinite. Mm. It does not run mm. out. We forget right. that He's pursuing us. Mm-hmm. That that's a real, a real thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a. Uh, you called it earlier. You called it a transaction. Yeah. Right. So God is like, God is interacting with us mm-hmm. in those times. We are not just going to Him and like, like like checking in we're not like punching a time card right okay? um there is a there is an exchange of love an exchange mm-hmm. of grace an exchange of of time an exchange of of your heart for god's heart right mm-hmm. yeah. ezekiel 36 26 i'm gonna I, I will give you um i will replace your stony heart with a heart of flesh right like that's mm-hmm. that's what god wants to do for us and that's what the sacraments open up to us. Mm-hmm. Like they open up this transformative power of God. And if we're going to be transformed, then that means we're receiving something. Absolutely. That means we're we're having to let go of something, mm-hmm. but it means we're in a very deep way we're receiving something. Yeah. If you're leaving the altar, if you're leaving the church uh, having taken the Eucharist, not feeling um, any more fulfilled not feeling like you've received anything. We don't want that for you. No. And in fact, I'm, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say, like, you shouldn't want that for you either. Yeah. Could we challenge you Can to we? have an open heart and, and pray for more? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, and I, um, that's a, that's a great segue. I, I think I have a good way of, of thinking about this and it's it's not something that I'm gonna take responsibility for it was totally the Holy Spirit so we're kind of in these uh, COVID pandemic times right now we haven't really talked about that but that's kind of when we're recording mm-hmm. this okay and so um, I've had to do these virtual uh, interviews and most mm-hmm. of those interviews have been one-on-one uh, with teens preparing for confirmation okay okay and I've, I've um, some of the questions that get asked in those interviews are, tell me about your relationship with God, right? And and for a lot of teenagers, it does feel very obligatory, mm, right? And yeah. and not and and even when they're very excited about the relationship, they feel like they they have to do certain things to like kind of write a passage. Yeah, just supposed to happen at and, this time. And there's nothing wrong with that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it it we don't want that to be the only reason we're doing yeah. something, right? And so. Um, one of the things that has come out of those conversations is try i'm trying to get i've tried to get teens to understand that jesus doesn't just want a um an obligatory relationship with us he wants a friendship right and and when we think about 
friendships, like we know, friends have expectations of one another. Sure. Friends have expectations of one another. Jesus has expectations of you. He does. Mm -hmm. He knows how he made you. He knows the potential that you have. He knows how incredible you are. He knows the gifts that he's given you. He knows everything about you. He has expectations of you. And he wouldn't, like he says in John's gospel, he wouldn't call you his friend if there weren't some expectations behind that statement, mm. right? Now I call you my friends, right? That's, yeah. that's a heavy thing. Yeah. But I think sometimes, uh, at least for the teens that I've, that I've talked with this year, it's, it's been kind of a radical thing for them to hear that you can also have expectations of Jesus. Mm. That if you're calling him your friend, right? Right. When Jesus says, Hey, I'm your friend. And you say, Hey, I'm your friend back in that relationship. It should be mutual. It's, it is mutual yeah. and he wants it to be mutual. And that then those expectations, um, are about your life. Mm. They are about your life. Now, of course there's the, the, this, you know, his saving grace, right? Everything that he's already done for us on the cross, we have to be mindful of that. We have to be thankful. We have to be grateful. But Jesus wants to walk with you daily mm-hmm. out of, in that grace. He wants to walk with you daily and to make that grace available yeah. to you in every, in every way, right? So if we're in a relationship with him, let's have expectations. When we go to the Eucharist, let's have expectations that I'm going to leave the church and I'm going to be holier I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be more fulfilled. I'm going to be more grace-filled than when I got here, right? If we're not feeling that, then why bother showing up at all? Yeah. What are we doing, right? And that like, like Jesus is making himself present in the Eucharist and in all the sacraments so that he can encounter us, so that he can give us the things that, that, um, that we expect out right. of having a a friendship with God. The right? God of the universe. The God of the universe, right? Wants to have a friendship with me. Exactly. Exactly. So when we when we you know we talk about the church talks about sacramental grace, right? Or mm-hmm. sanctifying grace. That's something that we hear about. That's a those are two phrases we, we hear all the time in you know Catholic life, right? And I'm sure in other denominations as well. Sacra- sacramental grace, sanctifying grace. God doesn't need that grace. Right. He God, offers it to us. He offers it us. to us. He doesn't need us to come to the altar and mm. take communion or to go to reconciliation in order for him to be like 100% who he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need us. He desires us. Oh, that's good. And even though he doesn't need us, he still desires us, mm-hmm. right? He is perfect. He's Mary Poppins. He's perfectly perfect in every way. Okay. He doesn't need anything from us. Mm. And, yet and he's, he's relentless. And yet he still desires us relentlessly. He pursues us relentlessly. So for me, um, and, and I'm, I'm talking a lot, and I want to I wanna get it over to Nikki because I know she's got something uh, cool up her sleeve oh, wow. for us. Oh, gosh. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, um, bro. Um, no, you're, you're, it'll be great. Um, I want to tell you about a little experience that I had. I was, um, I was at a big conference um, for uh, ministers, educators, priests, uh, a big religious education conference, and they had mass uh, with people from all over the country and from several other countries there were lots of different cultures represented at this mass and it was held in this big like sports arena kind of thing and the altar um for this mass was huge it was like it was it was at least probably i mean i was pretty far away from it 
it had to be like 15 feet by 15 feet. It was gigantic. That's okay? large. It was, it was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and the altar was also in the middle of the sports arena. It wasn't oh, like, wow. it wasn't like up at one end uh, okay. where like a stage would be. There mm-hmm. was like a stage and, and seating for, um, this bishop that presided, actually an archbishop that presided. Um, and I, I, just kind of by chance, I, I was I was by myself. I'd kind of gotten separated from my group because we'd gone to different sessions, and so I was sitting by myself for this mass. And I I really um, I'm a little bit of an introvert, right? We've talked about that before. I really kind of wanted to just experience mass by myself. There was this huge get. It was like twenty thousand people in this room, oh, and I was gosh. like trying to find a place <laughs> where I could just go to mass alone, even in this big huge group. That's right? funny. Yeah, it's also kind of silly. It's just kind of <laughs> even when I'm saying it, I'm like, God, that's so silly. Um, but so I found uh, in like the top, there's like three sections in this sports arena. It's like your typical looking sports mm-hmm. arena, right? And so I found a seat in the top section, um, right about where the 50 yard line would be. Right? Okay. Um, so I was looking down on this altar the whole time, right? And and the whole time I'm looking down on this altar. And and um, after the readings and after the homily, uh, the homily, which was, was great, and, and the bishop talked about... Um, presenting ourselves to to God and really um, uh, opening ourselves up to him in mass and 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 leaving ourselves on the altar right and so that was kind of his message was was us really participating in the mass and it's something we can all relate to we all need more of and then during the presentation of the gifts right which is right after the homily right after the the, the uh, prayers of the faithful they had representatives of all of these different cultures that were represented uh, there at this conference, come up and and place something on the altar of like cultural significance, right? So it was not mm. just um, you know bread and wine and 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 the, the vessels for mass, but it was kind of different things. It was really beautiful, and they each placed a piece of fabric that represented their culture, like as an altar wow. cloth, on this huge altar. And eventually, this huge altar got completely covered with these different pieces of fabric and all these different colors, and it was just this beautiful thing. And then. The, the bishop um, walked down and he prepared the altar and he, he placed this white um, altar cloth on top of all that. So me looking down, I could see this, this white altar cloth with a, with a cross on it, um, kind of in the middle of this huge altar. And then there were all these different colors and different shapes and different things sort of coming out from under that. And it was just this beautiful kind of mess mm. of stuff on the altar. And I, I realized in that moment, like, that's what God wants me to do right now. God mm. wants me to put myself right there. And he wants me to, to give away as much as I can, no matter how messy it is, no matter how long it takes, no matter what kind of obstacles I might be putting in the way, right? But he, he wants in all of my, you know, um, like for all of my 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 thorns and all of my thorniness, but also in all of my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. He wants me to to put myself there, so that he can fill me up, mm, so that he can give he can, so that he can give me something, right? Yeah. And and when I when I realized that, it became so much more abundantly clear. Like my time at mass, my time, uh, especially receiving the Eucharist, or maybe my time in reconciliation. It's not about. Um, fulfilling an obligation right it's not about the the fear that i have to get over to get in the door of the confessional or to mm-hmm. get 
it, even sometimes in the door of the church on Sundays, right? Yeah. It's not about that anxiety. It's about the fact that, that God chooses to come down. He does all the work. He chooses to come down and make himself available to me so that he can heal me. He chooses to come down and make himself available to me so that he can, you know, Luke one twenty six. the angel you know, appears to Mary and says, Hail, full of grace. That full of graceness is God's goal for all of us. Yeah. Right? He wants to make me full of grace, and he wants to do it in a radical way, um, really at any moment in my life, right? But he knows that I need help to get there. Right. And so he gives us the sacraments as not just like a path and, and not just, you know, sort of this, this, these hoops you have to jump through to encounter God, but as a way that we can all support each other in the church mm-hmm. to, to celebrate this desire that God has, to celebrate this relationship that we all have with Him. Yeah. Right? And so it, it just, it struck me, like looking down on that altar, it struck me as, okay, I've been thinking about this all wrong. Mm. I've been thinking about this all wrong. I, I work at a church. I am around the sacraments literally every day. Um, and I still have a really difficult time sometimes walking into the confessional and not feeling like, oh, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I have to. I, I just, I, I challenge anyone that's listening right now to, to foster that encounter that we talked about in the first episode. The next time that, that you are in some way invited into a sacrament, whether it's going to Mass, reconciliation, watching someone's confirmation, going to a wedding, whatever it might be, when you, when you hear yourself or when you feel yourself start to think like, I have to do this, right? Be challenged to change that thinking and to just, and it's a small change, but it's a powerful one. Mm-hmm. I get to do this. Yes. I get to do this. I get to encounter God in reconciliation. I get to experience his mercy. I get to encounter God in the Eucharist. I get to experience like his, his, you know, the fact that Jesus can rise again, the fact that Jesus Mm. can be risen from the grave and that his, his glorious body is now mine. Like he gives it to me in, in the Eucharist. Guys, when we start to think that way, when we start to, to see uh, the sacramental life as half full, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes so much easier to see that the sacramental life is abundantly full. Right. It's infinitely full. It doesn't ever, God never abandons us. Um, he doesn't run out. He doesn't the run out. don't run out. And that's why the sacraments are so powerful, because yeah. they're not just things that the church says you have to do. They're actually ways in which God has contained his grace mm-hmm. right he's 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 sort of created them as as opportunities mm-hmm. for us to to radically encounter him yeah right and that's a gift from god it's not something that the church is like the the church is not the arbiter of the sacraments the church is the steward of them right so so we uh, the church is not saying like you you have to um uh uh you know encounter god this way or else Right, the church is actually saying, right. "Look what's look what God has Available offered. Look for what you. God has offered to you." Yeah, right. And and we've been given this this very extraordinary responsibility of like of curating that offering and, and making it available to the whole world. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but encountering God is is so important and it's so powerful. And 
so many of us, I think especially here in our culture, we just, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And so um, a little shift in perspective, I think, is is Yeah, I think that's all it takes is yeah. a little shift in attitude, perspective, um, and to have that anticipation. I mean, I think it starts with the knowledge that um, he is actively pursuing me. And then the anticipation of what that looks like, you know, and, and going, approaching the sacraments with an open heart. Um, if I could just validate your story real quick, I, I mean, how many years of ministry have you been in? So many. You're, that was that was literally this year. I know. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is what I'm saying. You're a cradle Catholic, uh-huh. right? I am. Yeah. And youth ministry, campus ministry for years, mm-hmm. and still, when you go to church, God gives you something new. Absolutely. He awakens your heart Absolutely. to a new discovery, um, a new way that He can love you, mm-hmm. a new way that He can present Himself to you to kind of um, color in the picture of how big His love is exactly. for us. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing that you can still find that at, at Mass, you know? I, and, I, and, and, that, and that, like... That, I, I think, brings us back to a really good point for anybody listening out there. Guys, we're all in the same boat here. For sure. And there are days when I go to Mass and I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. There are days when I go to reconciliation and I walk out and I think, that was not a good confession. There's a lot, of, a lot that I held back or a lot of walls that I put up or I, couldn't, I just couldn't concentrate. I, mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't be in the moment, right? That happens to everyone. It happened to the disciples. Right. You know, I, I mean, let's it, not forget that. Yeah. There's, there's no, there is no saint, no priest, no nun, no, no holy person in your life that has not struggled with that. Right. And I mean, struggled to like sometimes the bitter end. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, it's a tough thing, right? And um, so, so when I, so when we say like a little shift in perspective, we're we're talking about us mm-hmm. as much as anyone else, and we're also like there's an emphasis on little. Like, right. Like it doesn't. It's it's not. You know. Like Mustard it's not. Seed it's size. not going to be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to be perfect. And and take comfort in knowing that our idea of perfect is is not even close. Mm-hmm. It's not even close to what God has has planned for we us. We can't fathom. Exactly. The so, abundance. So it's it's really about accessing God's grace and and finding finding ways to to just kind of live in that relationship. Um, no matter what else is going on, good, mm-hmm. bad, or otherwise, that's what the sacraments do for us, right? They they give us that grace in a, in real, real tangible ways. You can yeah. walk up and you can, you know, it sounds weird. You can taste Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And, and he wants that. He, he wants, wants that, that intimacy with he, us. He wants that. Yeah. That word, gosh, that one gets me. Intimacy. intimacy? Yeah. Yeah, and knowing that the God of the universe, all salvation, everything, He craves that with me. And with you, and with every individual, he craves that. He wants that. I, I just, you know, sometimes I, I feel like, who am I to throw the word obligation into the mix when he's wanting something from me that I want as well? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and 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 you know, this is not a this is not a critique, a critique of the church to like label things as obligations, right? No, no, no. The the idea there, and it's it's like it's like you know, raising a child, like you, you, um, you, you obligate your kids to do their homework because there's this, this greater goal of their education, 
right? And because you know that because they're not perfect, they're not going to do their homework unless you obligate them to do it. We naturally wouldn't choose that. We naturally wouldn't choose it. And it's the same way in right. our in our faith life. And I think sometimes we've we have to we fall back on that obligate mm-hmm. that idea of obligation because it is like a safety net. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, I don't want to go to church today, but it's Sunday and I have to. Yeah. So that's if that's the thing that gets me in the door, God still uses that reason. I've I've had a million teens over the years tell me I'm only here because my parents are making me come. And my response is is it's gotten to be pretty much the same every time. Good. God can use that. Exactly. Good, good for your parents, mm-hmm. right? For doing what's best for you. Good for your parents. They want you to have a relationship with God. Good for them. God will work with that. And is that like the most satisfying answer? No. Mm, no. But it doesn't doesn't necessarily always have to be. I've got something for that. You do? An analogy. Awesome. awesome. Sometimes my analogies are really hit the ball out of the park and other times not so much. Okay. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be so good. Um, bowling. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the obligations, the parental um, requirements, et cetera, et cetera, are the little, the, what do you call it? The, the, um, the little arrows. Oh crap. I can't. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, Nikki said the, crap. The barrier. You know, like when the little kids go and they have the, oh, the, 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 the gutter bumper the things. The gutter bumper things. Yeah. There's a word for that. There is. I don't know Neither the word one for of that. Us can remember. I feel like those are the rules, the obligations, the mm-hmm. idea of that. Mm-hmm. You're still able to bowl. I mean, like you can have those up mm-hmm. and it's basically the people who love you, who know what's best for you, the church, mm-hmm. your parents, mm-hmm. um, setting up some boundaries so that you can be successful. Mm-hmm. All right. At any given point, those lane bumper thi- bumpers, bumpers. bumpers, is that what they are? The bumpers can go down. I think the bumpers can go down and you're able to do this, you know, fantastic bowl of strike without, uh, the extra, boundaries barricades thoughts of obligation sure but you can do them with them up to i mean mm-hmm. it's just it i feel like it is the church our parents looking out for our best interest sure. right yeah it's not a bad thing and we can grow out of the bumpers mm-hmm. or the training wheels you know mm-hmm. we can do any other analogy i just i think there's there's a place for it uh, absolutely acknowledge that and then we can grow up and mature so that we don't necessarily need to have those there or view them in that way. So many of us, um, I, I think that's a fantastic analogy, and so many of us uh, operate um, out of a false sense of freedom uh, mm. in our relationship with God. And yeah. really, across the board, excuse me, um, in all of our relationships or even our relationship with ourselves, right? We, we, with ourselves, we, we operate out of this false sense of freedom that I, you know, freedom is I can do whatever I want. Right. right. And, and there's the, the Pope John Paul, II quote, uh, he said, freedom is, is having the responsibility to do what you, what you should, right? Like that's actually what freedom is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I, I want to ask, you know, and, and this is asking myself, asking you, asking our listeners, like, what is the ultimate goal of your life? Well, if you look at it out of that bowling analogy, the ultimate goal is to knock all the pins down. Yeah. Get the right? strike. Get the strike. We can, we can equate that to, to getting to heaven. Say to being holy, right? Like yeah. holiness. Um, and, and if you go in scripture, the, the goal of your life here on earth is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, right? With everything that you, you have. So... 
the the idea of these bumpers those are not barriers to to doing whatever you want those not are not ba- meant to infringe yeah those are barriers to or or we should say um what was the term you used earlier bumpers boundaries Catalyst. boundaries those are okay. those are boundaries in in uh an effort to to keep you moving towards the goal mm-hmm. of your life right um now we could get way into like well you know lifestyle choices and and all that kind of stuff right and, and the church um needs to do a better job i think in dialogue with with people who don't understand why the church uh says that you know certain rules are what they are right mm-hmm. but the whole point of those rules is to help you encounter god and to help you keep moving towards him in a more um intimate and radical and profound way so that when you are um when you when you are met with struggles when you are met with with you know when life does take you know weird turns that you have the ability to like again to look down the lane and kind of see the goal Mm -hmm. right and to and to know that you're moving towards it um another thing that comes up working with teens all the time is like I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what's next. Mm. And I, th- I really think that so much of that, that's a, that's a reflection of this desire that we all have to, to find God yeah. in our lives, to, to, to be fulfilled by him. It's that missing puzzle piece, right? That, that you hear yeah. people talk about. And we don't, we don't give the, the boundaries of a religious life or the boundaries of a, a disciplined life, even uh, the, the credit that it deserves in helping us to, to, move that direction there are lots of ways in which in my life in which i'm dissatisfied but when i when i focus on god right and i'm being very like trying to be very transparent here when i'm focused on god i'm a lot more satisfied when i'm not focused on god i'm very dissatisfied Mm. in whatever aspect of my life that's just that's just the reality yeah and and it's taken me a long time i think it takes people a long time to kind of come to that kind of conclusion, conclusion yeah in their lives but you know i i just uh, if i if i look at times in my life when i'm very happy mm-hmm. i usually You're was pretty I usually was pretty close god. to god yeah and and was making myself available to him right and at times when i'm not happy i was usually like only going to god because i was mad or Resistance. only going to god because yeah. i was sad and i wanted him to fix everything right yeah um that's not encounter Mm-mm. perspective again right a exactly. perspective shift mm-hmm. whoa whoa okay can i share a story absolutely okay um it revolves around dcyc okay diocesan catholic youth conference mm-hmm. um okay so my relationship with god it's beautiful i love him he loves me but like all relationships it ebbs and flows right so there are times of closeness and times of struggle where i feel like he's far away when in reality it's me Mm -hmm. whose um, mind and heart are cluttered with Mm -hmm. other earthly things earthly things like i'm an alien um (laughs) worldly things do you know what i mean like just not uh things of god sure Life. I life. mean, you know, I'm married. I have four kids. There's lots of life to be lived, and sure. sometimes it's hard to um, maintain and keep my relationship with Jesus as a priority, sure. as the utmost. So, um, prepping for DCYC this past year, 2020, 2020, 
the year of so many blessings. <laughs> okay, so uh, going to DCYC this year was a little weird for me because of a, of a unfortunate experience last year mm -hmm. at the same conference. Um, so I went with a whole lot of baggage, not the tangible kind. And I felt antsy and nervous, but very expectant in mm -hmm. receiving graces. Like, I know that when um, people of faith come together, that miracles happen. So I went with open arms, open heart, and uh, anticipation with the recent memory of bad situations the year prior. And uh, I guess. Um, we also had the fortune of our priests from our church um, usually attend with us, which is a beautiful thing. So when there's mass and sacraments, it feels like your family, uh, not family, I don't know, there's just this weird closeness and, and mass becomes this much more intimate experience, even though, mm -hmm. help me with the numbers, like how many people attend DCYC, how many people are in that room? Um, I think there's about... I think, sorry, I'll talk into the microphone. That would make life Please easier. Please talk into the mic. Um, I think there's about 3,500, between 3,500 and, and 4,000 usually. People? Yeah. And then how many priests would you say celebrate uh, Mass? I mean, up there on the stage, there's 25 to 30. So Sometimes, lots, like, like lots. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, in, in some years I've seen it where there's like priest and deacon seating like down on the floor oh, because wow. there's so many... Which there. is so beautiful it that is. they want to really be cool. there with it's our really youth. Cool. It's yeah. it's not only a beautiful thing to witness with your eyes, but with your heart and knowing that they care mm -hmm. and want this um, intimacy with Christ with you mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you are with um, your relationship with Jesus, but sometimes I bargain with him. Everybody does it. Okay, yeah, okay. totally. Woo. Alleluia. Preaching to the choir. Okay. The so bargaining choir. I um, went into this weekend with a, a small list of things that if you're, if you're really pursuing me, mm -hmm. if you really want this to work, God, okay, I would like for this to happen. And uh, uh, one of the things that was like big on my list... I'm <laughs> You talked about being vulnerable before. I feel really silly and um, exposed right now. Okay. There is um, one of our priests mm -hmm. was transferred and we hadn't seen in a year. And he was there for DCYC. So mm -hmm. it was so fantastic to share that space with him. One of my things was when I uh, go to Mass... Sometimes the Eucharistic minister makes eye contact. Sometimes they don't. Some Eucharistic ministers are distracted sometimes, which is really um, a real thing and sad, and mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But this one priest, who is my friend, like a heart friend, mm -hmm. eye contact, and I feel the presence of Jesus. I feel our friendship. It feels overwhelming. Sure. So... My list, on the top of my list, for Jesus to come through for me, to just, you know, I know you're pursuing me, but if you want to mm -hmm. check a few boxes, just so I can be sure, mm -hmm. I would like for this priest, I want to be in his line. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we got the 4,000 people, we got the 25, 30 priests. So when they distribute communion, 
it's it's not chaotic, but it you know it's, it's kind of like it's organized chaos. Organized yeah. chaos. Yeah. We don't know who's going to be distributing by us. We don't know where we're going necessarily, depending yeah. on where you're sitting. Are we going so, left? Are we going so, right? Yeah. So the the priests actually they come down off of the stage where the altar is, and they're. Um, there's usually these like helpers, volunteers that will usher them to a certain section. And usually the priests don't even know. It's just that volunteer that knows. They have to get a priest that comes out of the line, right, as they come down the stairs. And they have to take them to this section, and that's where they So it's not that's where they predetermined. Serve. It's just kind of... No, not really, because the because priests will, they will line up wherever they want. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not You're saying not anything, anything bad about, but they're, they're priests and they have that authority and they yeah. can, they can... Go where they, they want. They can do that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I in in play in my negotiations with God, I decided this is on the top of the list. And, but I, I'm I'm asking, but you know, like only if you want to. Mm-hmm. So I approach my line, and I'm looking down because I don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. There are people in front of me who are tall, so I don't see. Da da da. Then the little helper person starts taking people to the next line so mm. i'm like i don't even know so now it's really like god we're gambling like i feel like the you know we're at the roulette wheel where he's he's throwing i don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. like even if i wanted to have a role in it and like kind of because there are people from our group who would sure. be like like when we went to something with father mike schmitz it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna run a hundred yards to get into that line so, yeah sure. I, sure and i felt like i don't want to do that mm-hmm. lord i know that you love me this would mend a part of my heart that's been um, wounded for a while if you could just allow me to receive from him. Sure. And when I got to the front, it was him. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's awesome. And that encounter was like a bomb for my soul. I felt seen mm-hmm. by God, mm-hmm. by my priest friend. Um, I feel like I felt the impact of... Jesus dying on the cross and offering himself for me. Sure. All in that um, one moment. It fe- it felt like a beautiful movie mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, I, I want to affirm your story now. So Thank you, you. You said at the beginning that this was bargaining, right? And that there's this, uh, yeah. there's this list of things that you want to happen. And that you, you mentioned a couple of times, like having this... this like being wounded, right? Mm-hmm. We're all wounded in different ways. We all we're all imperfect in different ways, and and we're all impacted by the actions of others in different ways. And so that wounded feeling, I think, is something that whether it's a big wound, a small wound, whatever, that's something that everyone listening can relate to. Sure. Um, I think the woman with the hemorrhage in scripture was also probably had a list. Oh, you think? You know, yeah, it wasn't because, just the hemorrhage. Because I think, well, I mean, but that is the thing. Like, I'm, I'm. I'm, I have this thing that is motivating That's my... That's the attention getter. Yeah, I have this thing that is motivating and driving my faith. Mm-hmm. And this thing that is motivating and driving my faith is the fact that, you know, I, I have this wound and I want it fixed. I want to feel better about it. So who do you go to? Yeah. Right? I, I, th- I think sometimes when you, you know, you, we, we could apply that same logic to, well, I went to the doctor. Doctor, I'm only going to pay this bill if you cure me. Mm. Right? I mean, of course. Right, yeah. like who's going to go to the doctor and like, well, this, without those expectations, yeah, without those expectations, and again, and it brings us back to this this idea of when we encounter Christ and when we're really having a conversation with Him and mm-hmm. when we're going to Him in friendship, in humility. You weren't being demanding of Christ, and you're and you're also 
very aware, I think, in that moment that Christ is not a magician. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, he's he's not you know someone who's necessarily like um, at your beck and call to to just do your will. Right? right. There's got to be this humility where we break ourselves, we allow ourselves to be broken down by God, and we approach Him, saying, "God, this is really what I want, and this is really what what." I'm struggling with, or this is really what this this is really the joy that I have, or whatever it is. However, we're approaching God, and we have to say, like, "Your will be done," right? Like that's that's the example that we get from Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's the example yeah. that we get from, even from like, again, that that woman with the hemorrhage. It's like, I know that if I just touch his cloak, he can heal me, and that's all I need. That's yeah. all I need is that you know, that tangible experience. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's that's what the sacraments are. Yeah. Right? I, I mm-hmm. know that that God's grace, all of the grace of the Eucharist is open to and we're learning this in the time this time of pandemic. That grace is open to us all the time. God is not he is he is not bound by the sacraments, right? Meaning that's not the the sacraments are not the only way that he makes himself available to us. His his grace is open to us all the time. But we're bound by our humanity. Mm. We're bound by physics, right? We're yeah. bound by the things that we can can tangibly interact with in, in in the world. And so God knows that when that woman reaches out to touch Jesus's cloak, like He makes that power available to her because of her. It's not because of this of some bargain. It's because of her faith. It's mm. because of this this interaction that she is is having her surrendering with god yes she's openness. surrendering to yeah. jesus in this tangible way mm-hmm. in this way that not only she can feel but he can feel mm-hmm. right god wants to feel us it's true i think that i think that's a struggle for a lot of us to grasp our heads around the reality of that mm-hmm. but yeah that idea are, are the fact that he wants to be intimate with us. Mm-hmm. He wants to feel us. He wants to be on our tongues and in our body. Mm-hmm. That feels a little naughty saying or thinking about, but it's true. It, it, it feels unworthy, yeah. right? And, and, I, and I think for a lot of people, it does feel like like we're doing something wrong, mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing. And, and again, going back to this idea of like bargaining with God. If you feel like you're bargaining with God, do you know what you're doing? You're praying. Yeah. You're praying. That's what you're doing first. And it takes, uh, one, not only um, a, a leap of faith on your part to pray, but it takes God like beginning that prayer in us for us to, to do that. God mm-hmm. is already present to you. Even, yeah. even when you're, you're mad because you, you, know, you can't pay the rent or something terrible is happening, right, and, and you can't find a job, whatever, it might, whatever you might be struggling with, and you're having a big snotty cry like yelling at God, that's prayer. And sometimes yeah. that's what our prayer looks like. And that is not only okay, like God wants it. Yeah. God desires that too. He he if if an obligation will get us in the door, an obligation where we can just be mindless, then a bargain, like bargaining with God and actually having a conversation with him as one-sided as it might be, a bargain is is monumentally more powerful than oh, I'm just going to church cuz I have to. God, I'm going to keep going to church. If you'll if you'll heal my wife that's sick, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going to church. If you'll help my son do better in school, mm-hmm. that's not. I mean, that's humanity. Yeah. Right. We, we we all do that. If I could just touch his cloak, he he would heal me. God, if I could just touch your cloak, 
if you just let me have that experience, you know, and and heal me, then I'll then I'll I'll believe in you, mm-hmm. or I'll, I'll, you know. Jesus wants us to um, to to have that very visceral and and very profound um, love experience with Him. Yeah, you know, He wants to embrace us, and you can't do that without. Um, I shouldn't say can't, but it's it's hard for us to to always engage in that without some kind of tangible, you know, um, medium, right? Yeah. And that's what the sacraments, yeah. that's what the sacraments do for us. They, they allow us to reach out and touch the cloak of Jesus, uh-huh. right? That's beautiful. Hi, Late to Church podcast listeners. This is James, and we're taking a little break from today's episode to share some exciting news with you. You've probably heard Nikki and me mention the faith community where we met. It's called Tech Together Encounter Christ, and it's a worldwide retreat movement that focuses on the Paschal mystery of Jesus. That is his dying on Good Friday, his rising on Easter Sunday, and his going forth to share the good news. That's it. Die, rise, and go. As a way of showing our gratitude to you for listening and sharing in these conversations with us, we're dropping a special three-episode series focused on the life lessons we can take from Christ's example of die, rise, and go. We hope these episodes serve you and help you to encounter Jesus exactly where you are in your spiritual life. Look for them on Thanksgiving Day, November 26th. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful for you. Now let's get back to today's episode. Peace. Yeah, so if you're out there and you're listening and you're worried about the sacraments, know that God loves you right where you are. Mm-hmm. If you're worried about, you know, do I pray the right way, know that God loves you right where you are. If you're worried about, man, I, I went to church this Sunday or I didn't go to church this Sunday because it just felt like another thing I had to do. Yeah, God loves you in that moment, and, and He wants to, to bring you forth from that moment, yeah. right? And until we're all saints in heaven, which I believe that we all can be saints in heaven, then... He's going to continue to bring you forth out of whatever moment you're in. Yeah, because he loves us. Yeah, and and until we're in heaven, he, he, he like. Until we're in heaven, when we get to heaven, then we won't have anywhere else to go. Does that make sense? Like we won't have a fourth to go to. It's final, right? Yes. So. So so keep on keeping on, keep on trucking, as Eddie Kendricks oh, said. Oh gosh. <laughs> No one under <laughs> the age of like fifty got that reference. No, that Eddie I Kendrick, don't, he was what the, is that? He was he was the alto sang for the Temptations. He was the high voice, mm. and he had a solo hit called "Keep On Trucking" in the seventies. Ah, keep on trucking, baby, gonna keep on trucking. I don't. I might have to edit that out. <laughs> I don't know. The estate of Eddie Kendricks will get mad. But uh, we do not have rights to that song. But Jesus wants you to keep on trucking. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. I think so much can be said for um, the state of our hearts and our desires, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just the desiring of Him is um, washes away a multitude of what? What does it wash away? I just obstacles. Yeah, I think He. I mean, He sees our heart. He mm-hmm. knows our heart. Mm-hmm. So, so just um, being open and having that perspective shift of um, expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think once we're once we're open and once we have that perspective shift and once we're really expecting something out of our relationship with God, it becomes a lot easier to look at the sacrament of 
like say reconciliation mm-hmm. and see it as the sacrament of healing that it is. Yeah. I'm not going there to be humiliated. I'm actually humbling myself so that I can be healed. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. And, and so in no way are we saying like, Oh, you can, you can be all hunky dory with God. If you're just, if you're just present to him, the sacraments are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're there. Like Jesus gives us the sacraments because he, he wants to encounter us in that way. Exactly. Too. So yeah, we, we should go to reconciliation because that's where, that's where we Jesus is. That's where yeah. we meet him, right? But but those those moments, even when they're painful, they're joyful. Yeah, right. Well, because you're touching God, you're mm-hmm. in His presence, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there's you know, no substitute for that. That woman with the hemorrhage, she was in pain. Yeah, you know, and and it was it was difficult for her to crawl on her knees to Jesus and touch His cloak, right? But once she does it, when she humbles herself in that way, you know, the the the. The, the the gain the, mm-hmm. the the beauty of that of that encounter is just so overwhelming compared to what she was feeling before right right it's it's not just about her physical healing but it's about man I'm like I'm in the presence of God yeah you know I'm 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 where I'm supposed to be I'm where mm-hmm. I was created to be in the presence of God that's oh, a that's there's so ex- much there's so much to that's be said an extremely that. liberating and extremely beautiful yeah. feeling and I, I think unfortunately for a lot of us uh, a feeling that we don't necessarily give ourselves the opportunity to to feel very often well, because it's putting yourself on the line it is i think and it is. and that and there's a um f- a fear is it fair to say a fear of mm-hmm. being made a fool mm-hmm. for believing in god and in the possibility that he's not going to come through for you which which is what like unanswered prayer exactly like and, and, we've, music and, we've, and we've we've talked about fear we've talked yeah. about those things that kind of hold us back and i'm sure we'll continue to talk about it um but like no one, you know, to quote Coldplay, like no one said it was easy, right? Like no one said that it would be easy, and and none of our, um, you know, God, God rests in mystery. Like he, he, Ooh, yeah. he just, he is just, he is mysterious, he and does. and you know, um, I don't know. I I really think that there's a lot. God leaves a lot of room for us um, to to establish our own connection with Him mm-hmm. and to and to draw. Um, our own truths out of that friendship with him by by not you know exploding our brains with his complete depth right like he like he he yeah. he, he leaves a lot to um for us to kind of contemplate and think about and to and to work on and to continue to move forward why because we're moving towards heaven right why right. because we're not we're not um uh you know to quote St. Paul, we're not trying to grasp God. Like we're not trying to, to, to just, okay, I've got this God thing figured out. No, it's this ongoing relationship. And that's uh, to kind of sum things up here. Like that's what makes the sacraments so beautiful is they right. do, they do very, very um, profoundly sustain us in the building of that relationship, the yeah. building and the, and the nurturing of that relationship. That's true. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Martha Stewart. And talk, <laughs> I used to be a big Martha Stewart fan. <laughs> now she's like BFFs with Snoop Dogg, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's kind of weird. I enjoy that. Yeah. We okay. should have both of them both on of them our on? podcast. Oh, what would they have to offer? <laughs> I don't know. For shizzle. Yeah. We will. Yeah, for shizzle. Okay, I want to Nikki share. just said for shizzle. That's I've awesome. Got some, I've got some Snoop Dogg stationery. I should write you a note. <laughs> I'm going to take notes next time on that. Awesome. Um, Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Mm-hmm. The greatest love story of all time is contained in a tiny white host. 
I love that because I, I feel like that um, one thought, one sentence sums up the magnitude of the mystery mm-hmm. and um, almost like he's making it, no offense to anyone, myself included, he, he's making it idiot proof. Like is. I am not going to complicate the matter. Mm-hmm. One small host. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for you. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And what's so, uh, what's so, incredible about that idiot proof statement is the love story that he's talking about is between you and god mm-hmm. individually right? individually in individually the, the sacraments are there because god yeah. wants to encounter you radically he doesn't want to i mean he wants to encounter a church full of people right but if even if it were only one person in the church he's, yeah. he's still there he's still there fully fully present mm-hmm. right so he it's it's the love story to you yeah it's pretty cool I think that should about wrap it up. I feel really good about this really episode. Good. Do you feel good about I this do. episode? I kind of want to go to mass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, we're going to be back right after this with some uh, ways that you can foster encounter. Pro tips. Pro tips. Yeah. Are we pros? I, I'm a pro tipper. Okay. I mean, with like, little one-liner. Like, is that like 20%, 25%? No, 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 <laughs> no. Not a numbers game. Not a numbers game. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Thanks and God bless. We're gonna let's pray to get out of here. Oh, and yeah. then, uh, not to get out of here, but prayer. Oh my gosh, it's here. awesome. We gotta go. I feel obligated <laughs> to pray. What have you been talking about for the last hour? All right, James. And our Father in a Hail Mary. In yes. the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Our, our Father, Father who, art who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. We'll be back with more episodes. Yay! Peace. Hi, Late to Church Podcast listeners. This is James, and no, those aren't Christmas bells you're hearing. Those are Advent bells. What are Advent bells? I don't know. Advent, though, is this truly magical time of year in the life of the church in which we get to really explore what it means to desire Christ in our hearts and in every other aspect of our lives. Advent leads up to Christmas and is an excellent way to stay focused on your relationship with God through the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Over the next four weeks of Advent, we're inviting some friends on the podcast with us. Super exciting. These clergy and religious men and women are excited to share their stories of encounter with you and help you, our listeners, grow in love with Jesus as we prepare for Christmas. Our first Advent episode drops Wednesday, December 2nd. Please join us and happy Advent. Peace. Hi, Nikki. Hi, James. How's it going? It's pretty good. We're back with some tips on how to foster encounter. Pro tips. Pro tips. Pro tips. You got a pro tip for us? You don't want me to go first? No, 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 no. I'm a pro and I've got a pro tip. Awesome. I want to hear it. Okay, I'm going to say for encounter, when we have focused on sacraments, I'm going to say my pro tip is prayer. Simple, simple, simple. Keep it simple. Jesus, I love you. Going into mass. Jesus, I love you. 
and being open, just keeping your mind open um, with a holy expectation that he's going to meet you there. So declutter. Declutter. That's it. Declutter the prayer. Declutter declutter the expectations. Yeah. Yeah, Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I'm going to piggyback off of you for for a pro tip. I'm going to piggyback off of your pro tip. Okay. I think um, when we're... uh, when we're a lot of times when we're struggling with encounter, I think it's because we're not only distracted, but we're focused on those distractions as the problem, like like the problems that we want to solve in encounter. Okay. Okay. So my pro tip is going to be all of that all of that stuff that that maybe you're uh, going to God with in prayer that that maybe it doesn't feel like He's actually like responding to. Mm-hmm. Write all that stuff down. Ooh. Yeah, Write all yeah. that stuff down. And just leave it. Oh. Leave it. And and write it down. You know, if you gotta if you gotta leave it in a special place in your house, I have a friend of mine that will, will fold it up and put it in the back of his Bible. Okay. Right. And that act will kind mm. of allow you to simplify your thinking, right? That I've given this to God. I, okay. I have I have made this physical action of like giving this to God and he's gonna He's going to figure that stuff out in his time, and I'm going to put my attention towards him in 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 ways that are not so um, like like where I'm where I'm where I'm not putting like a real spin on it, right? I'm, gotcha. I'm not affecting that conversation so much. Manipulating it, maybe. Maybe, yeah, mm, yeah. But massaging I'm, it. But I'm 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 letting that stuff rest. Gotcha. Right, and I'm sp- I'm spending a little time, maybe at the a little more time at the feet of Jesus without all this stuff between us. Right, so keep it simple. If it's difficult to keep it simple, what stuff is bugging you? Write it down and put it away. Put it away. Yeah. Lay it at his feet. I promise you, he'll answer your prayers in his time. Romans eight twenty eight. We'll see you later. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mancata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace. <laughs>